Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day, my friends. This is Brad Zockel, director of the Zulon International Bible Institute, and I am continuing my reading in book number two of our seven-book series, the Heaven is Home book series. And book number two is titled, Heaven, the Adventure Begins. And I have been reading through the introduction and the opening chapters based on some of the most asked questions that I have had in the different social media in which I've had uh, weekday classes, or maybe even somebody has written me. And we put them into book form. And I am now moving into question number four, which is really chapter number four. And I'll continue on with two more chapters for your reading. I want to thank you, especially to those that may have any sort of sight disability or inability to be able to read very well. And I hope that this audio presentation is an assistance and a blessing to you. So let's go ahead and continue on in the reading from the book, Heaven, the Adventure Begins, from our Heaven is Home book series, book number two, chapter four. Does the Bible give a clear picture of what it's like to be in God's presence? An adventure can often carry the joys of the unexpected and the thrill and wonder of new discoveries. However, I find that the best adventures are ones with an organized approach. The preparation helps enhance our excitement. In other words, it does little good to announce to everyone that I'm going to trek through Yellowstone and due to my lack of planning or even simple map directions, I end up spending my vacation time in Bacon Switch, Delaware. Likewise, the Christian can delight in the joy of discovery of new truths in the heavenly promises, but it's through Scripture we see these truths, not in some supposition or hope-so attitude of a person. The Bible has plenty to say about the new heaven and the new earth, and the best way to learn more about eternity with Jesus is by studying God's Word. That's my commitment throughout my social media ministries, whether it's on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Believe it or not, citing Bible verses and passages seems to bother some people. On more than one occasion, I've had charges leveled against me that all I do whenever I'm posting these videos is that I'm just quoting Scripture, always quoting Scripture, and that all I'm doing is, quote, just throwing the Bible, unquote, at the viewer or listener. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm guilty as charged. I don't want you to have my opinion about heaven. I want you to be able to see the promises and prophecies of Yahweh from the Scriptures and to study it for yourselves as well. His word stands. For example, even a simple walk through the Bible will show you that Jesus promises rewards to the Christian, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12, and that according to Revelation 21 and verse 5, our eternal home is totally new, and that the believers promised, Revelation 21, 4, that there will be no more death or injury or illness, nor will we ever get depressed. In fact, that same verse says God is so personal, he's going to wipe away all tears. Keep walking through the Bible and you'll see that the Christian is guaranteed, John 3.16 and Psalm 23 and verse 6, that this celestial place is forever guaranteed and that we will be celebrating with angels, Revelation chapter 5, and we will be able to be all one under Christ, 
Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 10. To say that the Bible doesn't give us much about Christians' inter- eternal home in heaven is like saying that you've gone to Yosemite National Park and really didn't see any trees. It only takes a simple hike into the park to see the forestry, and so it is with the Bible. You'll see plenty if you're willing to study with the attitude of the Bereans, like we read about in Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, who wanted to study the scriptures daily in order to see if the promises were true. Let's take a look at one of the fascinating examples for us to enjoy. In a prophetic passage given to Israel in the book of Isaiah, I find an exciting promise for the Christian. This chapter is referring to what Bible scholars call the end times, and the Father states the following. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 19 says, The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But Yahweh will be to you an everlasting light, and your God your glory. Later, this idea is repeated, saying, Yahweh will be your everlasting light. As we move through the scriptures and see that this is not only the promise of the millennial kingdom, but Revelation 21 verse 23, in a promise to all of the believers, that there's no need of the sun or the moon, but that the glory of the Lord will illumine not only the new Jerusalem, but all the new earth. Mankind does not build its pattern after the day-night cycle, but after the eternal and glorious God. Our whole existence on the new earth will be overflowing with the beautiful glory of God, which is always symbolized as light in the Bible. The Christian receives another glimpse of life in the new earth. In reading in Habakkuk 2 and verse 14, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh. This never-before-spectacular display of God's glory will be waiting for us. It's just one of the many wonders of God's home that we can find in the scriptures. Yes, I'd say the Bible gives us a reliable idea of what it's like to be in God's presence. Chapter 5. Question number 5. How does God answer everyone's prayer at the same time? This might seem like an off-topic question in the midst of a book about heaven, but in fact the answer gives us a strong insight into God the Father himself as well as the kingdom in which we will abide. Numerous people have asked me this question partly because they'd like to know more about this omnipotent God and partly because they'd like to know some of the working mechanics of the heavenly realm. When I was a Cub Scout in my childhood, our pack was given a tour of the local Bell Telephone facilities. Our little tour group walked around in amazement, gawking at the computerized center of communication, handling thousands of phone calls simultaneously through the efforts of hundreds of miles of cables and wires, tons of machinery, and an army of men and women hard at work. It was incredible to watch the buzzing and whirring in the huge facility, knowing that conversations across the county and indeed from all over the world were funneled into this place. And I think of it, when I think of it, I'm absolutely amazed. They could handle all of those phone calls at the same time. But there were limitations to this man-made communications empire. For instance, even though there were tons of people working on this, there were breakdowns and power outages on occasion. How does God, by himself, handle the millions of prayers sent up to him every second of every day from ages ago until now? Could he have uh, recruited some angelic help? Could there be a celestial power outage? 
Would continual prayer be interference with the heavenly community right now? How could God keep his ear to the phone, so to speak, and give attention to the saints in heaven at the same time? I mean, every time my mom picked up the receiver and started a conversation in our home, she glared at us kids with a deadly threat if we would interrupt her phone call. We knew better than to interfere. Can God handle this all at once? Well, let's look at the Bible and get an answer. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 22 assures us that in stating that God is ready to hear the prayers of the obedient, and 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 12 repeats a promise that comes from Psalm 34 verses 12 through 16, which says that God's ears are open to hear the prayers of those who are calling upon him. Okay, you're saying those verses show me his loving care, but it doesn't explain his ability to do this. With so many people sending up their prayers each second, how does God have the time? Well, that's because God is outside of time. God is the creator of time. Isaiah 57 and verse 15 says that he is the one who inhabits eternity, a realm outside our own known time-infused existence. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 9 through 11 state, he has made everything appropriate in its time, meaning that God has designed history in a way that fits along with his overall plan. God controls time. Time does not control God, as many people tend to think. Some people would elevate time to a status of a deity, as if it were all-powerful, and in no way is this true. Time is a creation of God, and he controls it. God is not obeisant to his creation, and time is his creation. God's realm is in the eternal, and he gives us a hint of a heart hunger for the everlasting, as in the same Ecclesiastes passage, it states that he has also set eternity in their heart. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day that Yahweh has made. Think of it. God the Father created today. He created the hours and minutes within it. Time can stand still for his purposes. The Psalm 118 passage tells us that God literally makes each day. So this God who inhabits eternity has as much time for each prayer as he wants. And Jesus has made our prayers possible. For when we made the decision to change our lives and let Jesus take away our sin and take over our lives, we were given a whole new access to God, the Father, Paul tells us that access to God is through Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator also between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. This Jesus is not only the mediator and savior and shepherd of the Christian, but also, as Revelation 19, verse 16 says, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 9 that God has not destined us for wrath, but desires that we would obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. He wants to communicate with us in love. Not only that, but there will actually be a day when we will no longer need to pray. When Christians pass from this life, or as 2 Corinthians 5 verses 6 through 8 says, absent from the body, they go to be home with the Lord. Right now, our prayers can be thought of in secular terms as sort of a phone call or a text message, mainly because we're away from home, correct? 
you and I won't find the need to use the phone when we are safe in God's home. Jesus says in John chapter 14 that God the Father's home has many dwelling places prepared for the believers so that when we see God face to face, as we read about in Revelation 22 and verse 4, our communication will then be direct and not in the form of earthly prayer. God the Father's compassionate love, which has always been directed toward us according to Lamentations 3 verses 22 and 23 and also Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3, And his loving kindness continues on in where, as we read in Revelation 21, verse 3, that when he's walking with us on the new earth, we'll be experiencing a new level of communication we've never experienced before. And it will be wonderful. I've been reading from Heaven, The Adventure Begins, book two of the Heaven is Home series, This is produced by Zulon International Bible Institute. If you'd like any of the other of our books, then please uh, go to Amazon. You will find our books, the other book in our series. Uh, We're working on book number three right now. First book is, What is Heaven All About? And these are available through Amazon, and they will ship them right to you. You can also get them on Kindle as well. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zockel. As I continue the Heaven Tour, I just ask for your prayers and just uh, remembering our ministry as we reach out to people with the biblical truth. Thank you, God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.